This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 379. You have a purpose, your life has meaning, and if you don't strive to fulfill that purpose and meaning, get this, then you will be filled with regret. Okay, go with me for just a second. Close your eyes unless you're driving. Do you see, feel, and sense a vision of yourself that does not align with your current life? Well, that means it's time to grow. It's time to change. Hi, I'm Jeff Brown, and this is the Read to Lead podcast, the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. If you believe, as I do, that intentional and consistent reading is key to success in business and in life, then this is your podcast. I'm here to help you narrow your reading list and help bring you the key insights and main ideas from the books written by some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And that author today is Hershey Chocolate's own Dr. Charles Redd, author of the new book, Don't Stop Now, Finding Purpose and Passion in Your Career and Personal Journey. I'll be asking Charles to share where to begin on the road to finding your purpose the role of education in growing into our purpose, why he believes success is not determined by talent, title, money, or wealth, and lots more. I teased this last week, and I am so excited that today is here. Today's the day that I can officially say that the Read to Lead book website is live. You can actually officially, even though I've been talking about it for months and it's been available on Amazon, the pre-order campaign has officially begun for the book at readtoleadbook.com. The official release date now just seven weeks away. We're counting down and you can officially see in all its glory, all the resources, all the bonuses you're going to get when you pre-order a copy of my new book, Read to Lead, The Simple Habit That Expands Your Influence and Boosts Your Career. You'll get access to a four-module mini course helping you take the book's concepts and putting them into action taught by Jesse Wisniewski, my co-author and me. You get the audiobook for free. I've had so many people ask me, Jeff, are you going to do an audiobook? The answer is yes. It's already been recorded, but don't buy the audiobook, at least not right now. If you're listening to this, you know, a year from now, then yeah, buy the audiobook. But if you're listening to this in July or August of 2021, pre order a physical copy of the book and you'll get the audiobook for free. Also included in those bonuses are a couple of ebooks that I've written, one called The 12 All-Time Best Business and Personal Development Books, books that need to be tops on your list right now, plus Dream Big, Five Personal Habits That Will Supercharge Your Life. These are the habits I've determined nearly every guest in the last eight years I've interviewed for this podcast practices. You'll also receive a bonus chapter, a chapter called Growing the Best Version of You. I didn't get it finished in time to be included in the book, but anyone who pre-orders the book gets this bonus chapter, and only those who pre-order the book will ever see this bonus chapter. And finally, two additional things come into play when you pre-order the book from our publisher. Again, to do all this, you just go to read to lead book. Dot com And we have links there to all the places you can pre-order the book. If you choose Baker Bookhouse, you're going to receive your book in the mail with an autographed book plate. I know, pretty cool, right? <laughs> but if that doesn't get you excited, when you pre-order from Baker Bookhouse, 
you get 40% off the cost of the book. So instead of $18.99, it's like $11.39 or something like that. Actually, that's exactly what it is. $11.39. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm pretty excited. So go to readtoleadbook.com. And if you haven't pre-ordered yet, do so today and get yourself in line to receive all those pre-order bonuses. Now, if you've already pre-ordered, if you answered the call in you know past weeks, thank you very much. That does not mean that you don't get access to all these pre-order bonuses. You do also. Simply go to readtoleadbook.com. You've already got step one out of the way. Step two is claim your bonuses. There's a button you can click where you put in your email address and your name, and we send you those bonuses over the coming weeks. It's that simple. Readtoleadbook.com. Whether you've already pre-ordered or you have yet to pre-order, that's the place to go to pre-order and claim your bonuses right now. Again, $500 worth of bonuses lined up and ready to go for you right now. Readtoleadbook.com. Now, not only am I super excited about the fact that the readtoleadbook.com website is launching this week, but as luck would have it, this is also the eighth anniversary week of the Read to Lead podcast. Read to Lead turning eight this week. How cool is that, that those two things would coincide with one another? So lots to celebrate. The eighth anniversary of the podcast or eighth birthday of the podcast. I'm not sure which is the right one. And the website launching for official pre-orders, readtoleadbook.com. All right, enough of that. Dr. Charles Red Jr. is a nationally recognized Fortune 500 business leader, adjunct professor, speaker, and ministry founder. With more than 30 years of exceptional performance in both business and ministry, he has a profound approach to developing successful leaders. His track record of transforming underperforming sales teams at the Hershey Company, PepsiCo Frito-Lay, and Coca-Cola Enterprises has made him a national leader in operations, sales leadership, and sales revenue. Now, his approach to building exemplary leadership teams has resulted in record-breaking sales in major retailers, including Walmart, Kroger, Publix, and convenience stores, as well as high rates of retention and increased morale. Now, I could go on and on about him, but I want to I get him on here as fast as possible. His book is called Don't Stop Now, Finding Purpose and Passion in Your Career and Personal Journey. Dr. Red, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to our conversation, and uh, I'm all excited. Thank you so much. Well, I love the topic of purpose, and you know, finding that is, for a lot of people, a very tough thing to do. It's a, a tough question for people to answer when you say, hey, what's your purpose? Uh, what, what are you searching for? What are you trying to achieve? Why do you suggest people begin by, by going back to their childhood? Why is that a good place to start? Well, you know, I just simply believe that everyone on this earth has something of value to offer. Maybe they haven't all uncovered what that value is, but a clue into finding out what your purpose is, is in life is your mom. And you're birthed by your mom, and your mom is taking care of you from infancy all the way to adulthood. And there's something about that relationship. And dad has a part in it as well. And so when you put mom and dad together, you start seeing tendencies of that baby and you start seeing what they gravitate to. And then if you're really keen on it and you're really wise about it, you'll start uh, contributing to that and you'll start seeing the child uh, becoming more active and more involved in that particular initiative. And then before you know it, it may be the very passion, the very thing that they are successful with in life. Now, I uh, talked about uh, briefly your ministry background. Do you consider faith to be a part of this process? 
Absolutely. You know, God made us all, and I just believe that he's given us something of value, and no one has to be jealous of anyone or envious of anyone, because what he has uniquely given us is for us, and no one can take it away. The key is, is uncovering it and giving it your best and pouring in your passion and your determination and perseverance to see it all the way through from earth to heaven. So if we go back to childhood and we think about, you know, what some of those things were that interested us in, in, during that time, let's think about some questions we might ask ourselves. What are some things we can begin to think about and ask ourselves that might help you know, shed light on what our purpose truly is, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. You know, what comes easy? That's number one. Mm, you know, okay. some things people are just, they just have a gift for it. They can do it better than others. And so that's a key indication of passion and purpose because there's something that they've uncovered that they do well. Yeah. Uh, number two uh, is, you know, what is it that you love to do? You know, I tell people all the time, you either get to go to work or you got to go to work. <laughs> and, you know, when you get to go to work, it's something about that. It gives you energy. It gives you passion and you just bounce up out of bed and you go after it. But when you got to, it's a little harder sometimes. You're looking at your watch. You're looking at what day it is in the week and you're looking forward to the weekend and all of that stuff. Mm. But you got to love what you do. That's number two. Number three, what has people acknowledged uh, good that you do? You know, sometimes people, your family, your friends, your uh, co-workers, they notice something about you that you do very well. And and, and you just kind of get a clue. Oh, well, I just thought that was what I do. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is that you do it better than most people. So that's a clue. And then what runs in the family? That is so important. You know, I come from a family of educators, administrators, and I can recall as a child with all the teachers in my family that I would play school. And what I would do is I would uh, bribe the kids in the neighborhood to come to my grandmother's home and uh, go down in the basement and I would hold class. And what I would do to bribe them was I would take my allowance money and buy candy bars and I would say, OK, you stick with me. Uh, you're going to get candy at the end. <laughs> and so that was a clue for me playing school. And I eventually became a teacher, an adjunct professor. And what I do now, I train and I develop people, I coach. And so teaching has been in me from the beginning that I can recall. I have to believe that when the Hershey Company hired you, they were pretty impressed with those chocolate bars you used to buy for your friends as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't even know I would be working for Hershey back then, but now I am. So uh, that's powerful. <laughs> well, uh, I want to dig into uh, what you call a four keys to discovering your purpose. And as I recall, uh, three of these kind of have to do with achieving purpose, one growing into your purpose. Talk about the role of education in your view in growing into your purpose. You know, when I think about education, I think about uh, this. Great leaders must be great, what? Learners. Mm. And in order to lead, you need knowledge. And so education is a continuous process. You know, I, I, I'm still growing and learning today. Mm. I went to school and got my undergrad and I went and got a master's and then a second master's and then a doctorate in transformational leadership. I never stopped learning because... The thing about it is, I don't know it all, but I think in the process of education and learning, the key word is that we can stay relevant. 
we can learn more. You know, these kids today that I coach and I lead, I am learning from them. (laughs) And I have more experience uh, than they can ever imagine. But the fact is, is that I'm learning something new. And that's what we want everyone to put their arms around and keep up with the times and stay relevant, stay involved, be a part of your community from eight years old to 80 years old, be able to relate to all people. You know, in step two of this process, you talk about life being all about achieving and and setting goals. And as I look around, I see a lot of people who just don't seem to understand that. They don't seem to want to take responsibility for their own success sometimes. Why Why do you think that is? Well, you know, here again, you know, life coach, this is what I am, a life coach, and I help people get unstuck. And how I do that is I ask them powerful questions to look with inside themselves and see that diamond in the rough and be able to dream out loud and then set a goal. Mm. And I think this is what we have to do is help people come along and asking them questions, what it is that they love to do, what is it that they gravitate to? You know, Jeff, I'm reminded of college campus recruiting that I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. I go on the college campuses and I look for seniors who are graduating who want to pursue a career in sales. And so some of the students, they're seniors, they're graduating a month later. They still, believe it or not, some of them are still trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And they have spent so much money uh, to go through that four years. And then they're going to a career fair and they haven't quite figured it out. But every now and then I'll step outside of the booth and I'll pull them to the side and I give them this question. It's very simple. I said, let's just suppose every profession pays $10 an hour. Now we know we couldn't live off of that, but the fact is everyone, I'm fireman, teacher, lawyer, doctor, they all pay $10 an hour. Which one would you gravitate to? There lies a clue of where your passion and your desire is. Even playing field, all pays the same, but I gravitated to that one area that I feel that I am most passionate about. That's the key in helping people uncover that and then getting them to go after it. Instead of being a jack of all trades and a master of none, gravitate to the very thing because it is your gift and your passion that will open the doors for you that will allow you to even do even more when you think and dream out loud of all the things you want to contribute to the world. That story in the book at the college fair, job fair, and the the series of questions that you asked, you mentioned the one, but there are several. That was one of my favorite parts of the book. It was really sort of eye-opening how that uh, how that plays out and, and the way you really get people thinking about their future. Um, why is it willing uh, or why is it necessary, I should say, uh, to be willing to take a leap of faith on the road to, to finding your purpose? You know, faith comes down to belief. And if you can believe in a thing, if your mind can perceive it, you can achieve it. And I think the key secret sauce to this is when you have something tangible that you are going after or that you can see and you remind yourself of it each and every day. You know, there's a story uh, that I've told where there was a, uh, a lady who had raised her family and the kids had gone on and she was an empty nester. And she decided because she hadn't received her bachelor's degree and she said, I'm going back to school. And, you know, I'm sure some of her friends, you don't need to go back to school. You've done a great job raising your kids. Uh, You know, you're doing great. She's not going back. But what she did when she enrolled, 
being a middle-aged parent and mm-hmm. going in and competing with undergrads at 18, 19, 20 years old, she went her first semester to the bookstore and she noticed that there was a gown and a cap that she tried on and she puts it on and she looks in the mirror and she pauses for a second or two and That was her picture. That was her tangible thing to Mm. see herself graduating in four years. And she would repeat this every year as a reminder that I am here and someday I am going to walk Mm. across that stage and receive my diploma. Well, that's what life is about when we're able to grab a hold of a dream or a goal and we keep it before us and we work towards it. It's like I'm planning a trip from Atlanta, Georgia to California. Well, that's 2,000 miles. I'm not going to get there over day, overnight. But I'm going to take some steps. I'm going to make some stops. Mm-hmm. I'm going to anticipate some things that may come along the way. But if I fail in anything, I'm going to fail forward, which simply means that I'm going to reassess and understand what I can do better, what mistake that I can learn from. But I'm going to keep forward and focus on the goal. And if you do that, you'll get there. Yeah, that whole process too of just visualizing That's it. what success looks like is truly powerful. Well, speaking of which, uh, you say success is not achieved through you know talent, money, uh, position, title, wealth. If not those things, then what? <laughs> well, you know, I, I look at it from this perspective. Success is the ability to work hard for a long period of time towards a goal. It's about perseverance. That's success. Never, ever give up. That's what Winston Churchill would say. And so when you have placed in your mind, in your spirit, in your desire, you'll work at it each and every day and chip at the thing. And success is when you can see yourself growing. For example, when I started going to the gym and started lifting weights to try to get healthy in my diet and and weight lifting, I started very low. I couldn't lift maybe but 50 pounds without (laughs) running out of gas. But the fact is, is that I continued and I continued. And as I continued, I grew stronger and I was able to do more. So the key to success is the continuation, the perseverance, the determination to reach your goal. That's success. I can throw a title on you, but what good is that if you've given up on your perseverance Mm. and your determination? You know, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but I'd love to expound it a little more. What you mean when you say, and this really comes down, I think, to our choices and being an intentional, there are no bad people, just people with bad habits. That's right. I think when the creator made us, he made us perfect. Uh, And as we go through life, there Mm -hmm. are things that habits that perhaps we pick up along the way. Things that we've seen, things that we've heard have played a role in those habits we form, uh, but we have the opportunity to get obviously some help, uh, professional help or that inward determination, uh, those support groups. So it, it comes down to this. What we study is what we become, mm. what we hear often. And, and I can remember this and God bless my mom. She's gone on to be with the Lord. But 
that she was in her later years and she became what I call a couch potato and she would watch the news pretty much all day. And so when I would call to check on mom, how you doing? Mom knew all of the reports, all of the news. Uh, she could tell me what's going on. And, and, and that was good. But the fact is, is that when you are able to pick up good things mm. and you're able to talk about good things, then what happens is, is that your habits are more aligned with positive things or more aligned with negative things. And so I think there's no bad people. It's just a matter of changing your mind. No different than when we see something on TV, we have a choice to change the channel. And so we change the channel and that changes habits and behaviors. You know, you reminded me of something. I hesitate to share this, but uh, several years ago, I purchased uh, a tablet for my mom for Christmas and I regret having done that because I feel like I've helped turn my mom into somebody who spends all day on that device and watching you know, news and YouTube and rather than what she used to do and read and you know, work crossword puzzles and really engage her mind. And now she's kind of more of a couch potato. So I got to find a way to undo that somehow, some way. Um, well, Charles, you say we can't really choose whether we're a leader. We're really all leaders. And I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with that. I think uh, we all have influence, as John Maxwell uh, talks about. Yeah. Uh, what choice can we make with regard to leadership, though? Well, the, the beauty about it, we, we have the ability to make our own decisions. That's number one. But here's the thing. When I look at life and I look at life journey and the road that we all take, we have an opportunity to be change agents. We could be changed for positive or we could be changed for negative. Mm. In that choice, we are leaders and we're leading by our actions as examples. And so it's a matter of what is it that you choose to lead. And, and in that leadership, you have influence. And as you influence people, we're either making the world better or we're perhaps making the world not so good. But the point is, is that all of us, it's about what it is that we bring each and every morning to that day. Mm. When we wake up, is it a mindset of optimism and positivity or is it negative? Because when we leave that day and go to work or go wherever we go, we're communicating with people by our words, by our actions, and they're going to either lead people in a positive way with optimism or they're going to lead people where they're going to join you down in the dumps, too. Mm. So we have the power of influence. Now, what I do when it's, when it's people who are sucking the energy out of me, <laughs> I really try to put some positivity in it and I move on because mm. that's drawing energy. And I want to give good energy and I want to receive good energy. Mm. And I certainly want to encourage those that are having a tough day. We all have them. I have them. You know, but the point is, is that. I'm leading that day in some capacity by what I say and what I do. And is that positive or is that negative? Well said. I, a couple of questions I want to ask you, uh, Dr. Red, not directly related to your book. Before I do that, though, is there anything else from the book you want to make sure we walk away with today? You know, what I think about it is this. You have a purpose. Your life has meaning. And if you don't strive to fulfill that purpose and meaning, get this then you will be filled with regret. Mm. 
And we don't want anyone to be filled with regret. So the book is about really embracing why am I here? What is it that I can do to contribute in leading a life of significance while leaving a legacy for generations to follow? You know, let me just say this. You know, the recording artists, you, you, the people who make music and the songs that we hear, some of them, they, they bring us out onto the dance floor. Mm -hmm. uh, they bring joy to us. And many of them perhaps have gone on. But guess what, Jeff? The music continues to play and it still has the same effect on us as though they were here on the concert stage. But the fact is, we all have some music, some song. And when it's over, the music shall continue to play. Mm. Am I showing my age when I say things like uh, the good music makers have all gone on? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we've. You know, the song, you got to listen real close today to hear what the words are. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like old Frank Sinatra. You, you, he's, he was a good one and some of the other ones. Yeah, I, I find when I uh, listen to music uh, anymore, the music that I'm constantly listening to is, is not today's music. It's music from 20, 50, 40 years ago, <laughs> more often than not. But guess what, Jeff? You're making music today. What mm. you're doing, you're impacting your community you're making us all better. And that's the beauty because that a little bit of you is being deposited in each and every one right. that will continue. That's wonderful. And we get to do that too as, as authors. I get to be one of those in a few months, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, well give us some insight, speaking of authors, into your history with reading. I know you're an avid uh, and voracious reader. Uh, talk about how reading has impacted your life and career. Well, you know, Jeff, I'll tell you this. When I was uh, first grade, the school gave me an exam about reading. You know, mm -hmm. they tested me on reading and they they uncovered that I was not up to par with the rest of the people my age. And they held me back. And they put me at this class called reading readiness. Mm -hmm. And it was to help me get back to where the other kids were. And I remember my grandmother having received that news and she told me, she says, I'm going to help you. And so she said, grab that book uh, on my desk. And that was the Holy Bible. She said, bring that book, open it up. I want you to start in the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter one, verse one, start reading. <laughs> and she would correct me along the way, you know, words I didn't know. And this would go on. And after a while, she looked at me one day and she said, son, you can read. And that was a aha moment mm. for me. And I got back to the place where I belong with my kids my age. And I just became a student. It started with being a history buff. I love history. And mm. I would I can remember ordering books. And somehow I got the information and ordered the books and, and, and uh, my mom had to pay for them. <laughs> I got them. But the fact is, is that it was at that moment someone poured some inspiration and, and said, you can do this. Mm. And I never looked back. Well, what would you say, uh, Dr. Red, is a, a book or two that has had a lasting impact on you? I know you're a big fan of uh, uh, John Maxwell. I've, I'm guessing a book from him might be one you would reference, but I don't want to pigeonhole you. Well, you know what? That's exactly one of the books that I had put <laughs> down when people asked me that question. And that is the book called Developing the Leader mm. Within You. That's the key. 
Uh, that John Maxwell, he certainly got it going on. I really love him. I've read about all his books. And I really, some people said, man, you know, you sound just like him when you're teaching. I said, well, <laughs> you know what? That's his legacy. He's, mm. He poured it into me. Uh, another book that really impacted me is In the Pursuit of Purpose. And mm. this was by Miles Monroe from the Bahamas. And he was an avid reader. I remember him saying he would read all these books and he would study. And, uh, you know, and when he got on the stage to start sharing all of that, and it was just on his whole theme, pretty much his own life purpose. Mm. And that was the first time it really made me look within myself and say, you know what, I'm here for some reason. And I'm going to dig into this because when the manufacturer thought of me, what did he have in mind when he was building and putting me together? Mm. You know, and uh, I uncovered that. And mm. so that was a blessing. And, and I share that now with many other people when helping them. Awesome. Well, let me ask you finally, what would you say is ahead for you that uh, you and your team are looking forward to? Anything exciting down the road that uh, you can share at this point? There's a couple of things that I am working on. Uh, of course, my day job, I work with the Hershey Company and, mm -hmm. you know, who can't sell confection? I mean, this has been <laughs> uh, fantastic. We put a lot of smiles on people's faces. We have, we're having record-breaking sales. People mm -hmm. are gravitating to our products. Wonderful. So I enjoy leading the team that I lead and uh, we're doing very well. Now, on the other side of that, my second book that I have my eyes set on is The Five Keys of living a life of significance. Hmm. That's what I'm diving into now. And I'm excited about that. The other thing that I'm working on, and I'm almost completed, you know, you heard me say, well, I'm a life coach. Well, yeah, I've gone through the coursework, but I'm going for the credentials through the International Coaching Federation, which is known across the whole world. So mm -hmm. that gives me, hey, you know, everybody's saying they're a coach, but wait a minute, this, this place, uh, uh, when they give you the credentials, uh, that, that, that helps. Right. So I only have left is the exam to take. And I expect to take that um, in probably the next four or five weeks. So I'm excited about that because then that, you know, people says, okay, you know, he's got something that he could help me with. Mm. And I look forward to helping people. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, the book, again, is called Don't Stop Now, Finding Purpose and passion in your career and personal journey. And look out for that next book, The Five Keys to Significance. Did I get it right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, The Five Keys to living, <laughs> living a Life of Significance. Awesome. His name is uh, Dr. Red. Dr. Red, thank you for being a part of the Read to Lead podcast today. Excited to have you here. Oh, I just had a blast. Thank you so much, Jeff. I have really enjoyed getting to know Dr. Charles Red. I hope you have as well. I have new respect for Hershey's Chocolate to be smart enough to hire a guy like that. Check out all the links and resources that he and I discussed and how to connect with him online. You can find all of that at the show notes page. That's at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 379 for episode 379. And yes, if your ears were somehow on autopilot when this show began, I'm going to remind you that the website for my new book coming out seven weeks from today is now live. You can pre-order it and get yourself in line for all the bonuses coming in the next few weeks at readtoleadbook.com. You can get the book for 40% off depending on where you order it from. Autographed book plate, audio book for free, free mini course with four modules, much, much more. Again, it's all at readtoleadbook.com. Thank you so much for supporting me 
and supporting uh, this show the last eight years. Again, this being our eighth anniversary of the Read to Lead podcast. So much going on and so much to be excited about. And I'm glad you're on this journey with me. One more time, it's readtoleadbook.com to find out more about my upcoming book called Read to Lead, The Simple Habit That Expands Your Influence and Boosts Your Career. In the coming weeks, we'll have visits from at least two authors who've been here before. One of those, Stephen M. R. Covey. He was here last year to talk about the 30th anniversary of his dad's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Stephen's back this time to talk about his book, the number one Wall Street Journal bestselling Speed of Trust. We get a return visit from the Wharton Business School's Richard Shell. We'll be discussing his book called The Conscience Code. And next week, we welcome new author Jamie Lutz. We'll be discussing his book, Pathway to Purpose. We've got a bit of a theme going here these two weeks. The subtitle is Big Ideas for Fueling Irresistible Corporate Cultures. That's next time on the Read to Lead podcast. That'll do it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Read to Lead.